0: A man's true character comes out when he's drunk. Charlie Chaplin.
1: You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. And happy slightly belated Valentine's Day. We decided to take this chance in our series about facing Act Two and finding ways to get through Act Two to talk about the romance. Those scenes that you can add in act 2 to help propel the story forward, especially the story between two characters that may or may not end up with each other in the end.
0: If your characters
1: do fall in love, then there should be turmoil throughout act 2. The purpose of having a romantic scene in the middle of your story is to show the reality of that character And this can coincide with the secret revealed that we talked about a couple episodes ago. And we will also be talking about how adding a little bit of alcohol into these scenes can really help with that process.
0: This is a fairly common trope for making your main characters who are big, tough on the outside, but soft on the inside, making them vulnerable in some way. If you have them get drunk and then their eyes are wide and staring going, I don't think I can do this, they would never exude that when they're sober. But when they're drunk, there is an honesty, a confession that comes out of that moment.
1: So if in act two, you have a romantic or a drunken scene, there are a few things that can happen in this process that will help your storytelling down the road. The biggest thing that these scenes should do is add tension. This often comes when one character
0: doesn't match the same level of affection that somebody else in the confession. If there is romance involved, or if a confession comes out that an ally doesn't like, How can you say that maybe we shouldn't kill the bad guy? You're supposed to be the good, strong head of the group, and now you're feeling weak. This kind of head-butting between characters is incredibly helpful. Of course, if they aren't butting heads, and they do actually love each other, this
1: will raise the stakes. Suddenly, your characters have a weakness that the bad guy can exploit. Because they can see, oh, these two people are madly in love with each other. Let's use them against each other. Let's steal one away. Let's make sure that they are focused on each other rather than focused on me, the bad guy. The other things these scenes can do is cause confusion in some way. Especially if you have one character who's drunk and one character who's sober, and the drunk one doesn't remember what happened. And so there's a lot of that confusion of, what did I do? What did I say? The other character could be acting weird now. Oh no, what did I do? Even better is when they don't
0: realize that they said something. That kind of confusion is a lot of fun
1: to just play with, especially if you're writing a comedy. It's very Shakespearean. Absolutely. Which is actually going to bring me to an example. 10 Things I Hate About You, which was based on Taming of the Shrew. This is the perfect example of romantic scenes in the middle that don't end well. Kat is eternally suspicious, and in the middle, this lie is revealed. She starts to wonder about the ulterior motives, and it is the perfect creation of tension that she has to overcome, that everyone else has to overcome, for the ending to be that happily ever after. When you do have those romances in the middle, the reason they shouldn't end well is because it's not the end yet. Another thing that can happen in these romantic scenes that makes it not end well, you have the secret that's revealed. You can also have, of course, the unrequited advances. Having them be under the influence of
0: something and just blurting out this confession can one, be very comedic, but two it can change how your main character sees not only the world, but
1: themselves. Witcher, I think, is a good example of this, where he confesses his feelings for Yennefer under the influence of the djinn spell. When you throw drinking into the mix of the scenes, you can have a lot of regret of, oh no, I was such a fool, I was such an idiot, they're never going to like me because I got trashed. You can also have that confusion that we talked about earlier of not remembering what happened. And then some anger, blaming the other person for how dumb they got. And this usually happens while they're still drunk when they get angry.
0: Yeah. Most of these outward emotions, this chance to make the internal external, comes with this vulnerability. And a lot of these emotions of anger, of I never told you that I blamed you for our parents' death. Okay, that won't come in a sober scene.
1: To really write these drunken scenes well, whether it's a romantic scene or just a straight drunken scene, you need to know what kind of drunk your character is. So of course, we've mostly been talking about alcohol and how alcohol affects you. However, drinking is not the only thing that can impair how you act, that can cause you to reveal secrets, that can cause you to make these big grand gestures that fall flat in act two. In the book that you released this last autumn, Toxic,
0: one of the characters was in the hospital under the influence of pain medications when he confessed his love for the main character. Yes. Drugs are a fun way to make it almost not be your main character's choice if it's medically induced like those were. Most characters will choose to get drunk for some reason or another. That was something your character never intended to spill, but because he was in
1: this situation, it came out anyway. Like in The Witcher, it can also be a spell of some kind. Some sort of potion, some sort of side effect even. It doesn't even have to be the direct spell, but a side effect of it that causes loose lips. Have you ever seen the YouTube channel Hot Ones?
0: No. In this format, basically, they have a series of wings with hot sauces on them and increasing Scoville level until you get to the very end. And between each bite of super hot sauce, they interview celebrities with different questions. Uh, Okay, explain this Instagram. They ask questions while they're under the influence of pain and people get crying, people have all kinds of interesting stuff that they wouldn't normally say those filters are down and it's a lot of fun to watch.
1: Pain makes people stupid. Yes. Another thing that makes people stupid are emotions. Absolutely. You can be drunk on emotions. If you have an emotion that is high enough... It will inhibit your ability to think reasonably, whether that's anger, sadness, love. Any high emotion starts affecting how your brain works. My child is in danger. Nothing else matters. I will say whatever I
0: need to say. I will do whatever I need to do. That's an emotional kind of lack of inhibition. If somebody is hungry or they're desperate enough physically, it's going to have a very similar response. You have experienced people in your life who get hangry. It's kind of a lack of being under the influence of something. Food makes them happy, so feed them and things get better. It's the same kind of lack of chemical balance in somebody's head, though.
1: Possibly my favorite non-substance-related way to get a little drunk is to get punch drunk. A few too many hits from the snake. Definitely knocks those lips loose quite a bit. Concussions really have an interesting effect on what people say. Just throwing that out there.
0: Of course, if we're talking about torturing your characters because you can,
1: sleep deprivation is another one that knocks those filters loose. Sleep deprivation has been shown to be like being drunk in many ways. So this is a good way to lower those inhibitions for your characters. And it doesn't, despite what Lee says, it doesn't have to be torture. It could be for a myriad of reasons that they're sleep deprived. But you, as the god of your book, are torturing your characters. It's act two. Have fun with it. Whether you're throwing in a romantic scene, whether you're throwing in a drunken scene, or a drunken romantic scene... These scenes in act two don't end well. Make sure you go into them knowing that you're going to cause tension, that you're going to cause problems that you can fix later. Your villain
0: does not always have to be involved in these. A lot of this is about communicating to your reader something that's happening, the drama on the good guy side.
1: These are great opportunities to be creative, to build out your characters, to show who they really are in the process of writing them being totally drunk or being totally in love, whichever one you like. So just make sure that you're going out there, you're writing, you know the purpose of the scene, what it's going to do and how it's going to be resolved in the end. And you do that by writing selfishly.